Sarah Davis. And this is Rob Lindley. And this is How Much Do We Love, episode 60. This episode is a very special edition of How Much Do We Love, where we're really actually going to only talk about one topic, and that is um, singer-songwriter Susan Werner. Uh, Susan Werner is an awesome singer-songwriter, and she lives here in Chicago, and that's kind of how I um, grew to find out about her, but she's nationally known. She's been featured on NPR and Piano Jazz with Marion McPartland, and it's just an all-around cool chick. And she is. She, um, her last project that was done in uh, 2004, she did a CD called "It um, I Can't Be New, where she explored writing in the style of um, George Gershwin and Irving Berlin and Cole, Cole Porter, Porter. Mm-hmm. and lots of, and like all of the cabaret kind of musical theater people, which Sarah and I are definitely a part of that circle kind of all went nuts for her and all of that writing. So she kind of, that's when she really jumped to my attention mm-hmm. and eventually that's how I got to um, meet her and, and hang out with her a couple times. And then this last, when I was hanging out with her last spring, she said to me it, that she thought it was really intriguing that I uh, consider myself a Christian, but I'm a very secular person and um, don't have uh, typical Christian views on life and that um, and that I'm a gay man and all these kind of things. And she was fascinated by it and started telling me about this project she was working on where she was going to write a gospel album using gospel style music, but really with a secular, uh, universal, um, all-encompassing kind of um, message. And I, of course, was gaga for the whole idea. Excellent. And now that album is out. It's called yes. The Gospel Truth. It came out just about a month ago, and she's now touring all over the country, and um, she's just a fascinating, funny, 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 funny articulate, um, crazy, awesome lady. And Rob got a chance to sit down and talk with her and her new album, The Gospel Truth. And so we're going to let you listen to that now. And we're going to start off with one of her songs, right? right. Which one is this going to be? This is going to be one called I Will Have My Portion. Okay. All right. Enjoy the interview. And some would say The time has passed me by Some would say that the wells of all run dry Some would say That's how it has to be So some would say But I beg to disagree Cause I know good fortune Waits for me somewhere I will have my portion I will have my share I keep my feet in motion till they carry me there. I will have my portion, I will have my share. Cause I do believe there's a harvest in the field. I do believe there's truth to be revealed. I do believe there's treasure to be found. And I do believe there's enough to go around Cause I know good fortune waits for me somewhere I will have my portion and I will have my share 
I'll keep my feet in motion till they carry me there. I will have my portion and I will have my share. Cause somewhere there's a blessing that will bear my name. Soon or late, it's coming to me just the same. I can't wait to see what's set aside for me. With every new sunrise, I'm gonna keep my eyes wide open. Cause I know, cause I know, cause I know, I know good fortune waits for me somewhere. I will have my portion, and I will have my share. I'll keep my feet in motion till they carry me. Hey, Susan, it's Rod. How are you, man? How are you? Good. I'm great. Excellent. I, w- the first thing I wanted to ask you is if you had to, like, if you were the person at a CD store whose, like, job it was to put your music in behind a little placard that said what category it was, where would you put your music? Uh, we have a problem with this because evidently on iTunes, this project is listed as un categorizable <laughs> that sounds really? like, that sounds really? so horrible <laughs> <laughs> yeah the good news with this project is, is i did something that no one else is doing and the bad news is i'm doing something that no one else is doing i mean there's no bin right right for agnostic gospel or gospel <laughs> slash agnostic or yeah, that's you know that's the good and the bad news of it I, it's probably under it's probably under somehow under um either folk music or pop but uh, the the great thing about, however dusty the term of folk music is, um, he, politics and political viewpoint is part of this project. Right. And also, um, funny if it's if if there's humor in it. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that folk music has always had is, is hilarious uh, commentary on what's going on out there. And and this record has that all of that uh, along with. Uh, music of the church. So it's, yeah, I know, it kind of has its own little bin in the corner of the place somewhere. Well, I kind of, that's kind of what I love about it too. And just, and also just absolutely feeling like a complete 180 from your last project too. Just a completely cool, different sound and everything. But Well, it was interesting to do something kind of daring. Um, I, I could have done another project like the last one, and, and you, you're mentioning the, the project from 2004, the I Can't Be New, the, kind of, the songbook-type project. Right. Where I wrote these songs down like Gershwin, Cole Porter, uh, that type of song from the 30s. Um, it, but it, it just seemed like a more daring thing to do, to, to try to do something that hadn't been done before, and also to step into the arena of gospel music and 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 i have to say i mean i i stepped on something much bigger than music with this i mean religion goes broader and deeper yeah than just another singer songwriter project it's been fascinating to take this around the country 
Well, I think it's so interesting how just, um, I think you mentioned this on the interview you did on NPR. There's just something about this type of music, what it really brings up in someone because it's just music that so many people around the country have been hearing from the time they were, you know, being held as babies were being, you know, hearing this kind of music. So I think it's, it brings up all sorts of just visceral reactions. And, and it's fascinating how powerful that is for people. Absolutely. And, how, and, and so you try to be respectful with it when you do it is, is not, is, is, is to realize that this is music and, and these are terms, icons, concepts that have moved people to be very generous to other people, that have moved people we know, our parents, cousins, our aunts, uncles, grandparents, to be generous people and also to be, uh, hmm, you know, maybe less so on yeah. certain occasions and with certain things. And uh, it's, yeah, this was, this, was, this was a big one. This was a big, uh, I, again, I had no idea when I got into this just how far and wide this would reach. I also enjoy in that just in the then in the lyrics that it's taking some taking a lot of um you know major religion and things like that taking it to task without at all that's that it would have I'm sure been easy to write a one-sided one-faceted project too that that's what it is I'm going to take religion to task and it doesn't right. it's like brings that up but it's still respectful of things and um i think that's because it it th- those two impulses to be respectful of the church and the good that it does and to be very suspicious of the church and the bad it does i mean that resides in me i know that the church is both of those things and most americans do yeah really most americans do and but there hasn't been any music to account for that either we're going to blow the church up <laughs> right. or we're gonna or you know we're entirely of the church and and tolerate very very little questioning of it and and it seems to me that Americans and America is this. It, 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 these two impulses, the yeah. to believe in the church and also to question the church, they coexist. They live side by side, house by house, neighbor by neighbor, and also they reside in many of us, right in us ourselves, just as one individual. Um, and that gives us part of what gives this particular project its power, I think. I love it. It's so exciting. It has been fun to do. I have to tell you, it's been really fun to take it to different parts of the country. Oregon, yeah. for instance, is the least church-going state in the Union. Yeah. So it's out there the first week with this project. And they're kind of, like, I played Eugene, which is, you know, one of the hippie capitals of the United States. Right. <laughs> and they, they, you know, they clap their hands like it's a, a golf clap. They're like, oh, this is, you know, charming, what you're doing. That's a nice <laughs> little... Right? I mean, they don't get that much as that risk. Right. They just, they're like, oh, this is cute. And Portland, same thing. They're like, that's, this is nice. What nice music this is. Um, and then the next day after Portland, I think I flew right out to West Virginia, and played Mountain Stage. And oh my God, after wow. that, they were lined up out the door. They're like, oh my God, I have to tell you, you know, my preacher growing up was the most fascinating, charismatic preacher in the world, and he had three kids out of wedlock, and I would have followed that guy to the grave. You know, like they, they yeah. just, the complexity of the experience, the depth of the experience. You take it around the country, there's different, there's, there's many countries within this country, actually. Absolutely. Oh, that's so cool. Um, so tell. I I consider you to be kind of just such a, and just knowing you socially a little bit too, just such a interesting renaissance lady. Like I, I'm always struck by how much, you know, you kind of blow me out of the water. Like, well, I want to stop you from the renaissance lady. Does that mean I have to wear that funny collar? Yes, indeed. Elizabeth and dog. The next time I see you. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'll make you one out of coffee filters. And it'll be- co- yeah, coffee filter. That's <laughs> a big coffee filter around your neck. <laughs> but I, like, the first time I saw you uh, perform, you had been um, playing guitar, and I was like, yeah, okay, I, I get it. She's a, she's a girl with guitar, folky girl. And right. then you just, after a while, you're like, you know, um, I'm going to move over to the piano now. Hope that's cool with everybody. And then, like, just as brilliant um, as a piano player. And then I was with you one time, and you started speaking to someone in Portuguese, I think. Sure. And I was like, lady, what don't you do? Well, Where did it all come cook, from? Tell me. Cook. No cooking. No cooking? Very little. It's really sad. <laughs> Most of my life, out of a can. What do I got in front of me? Slim Fast right now. I had a Slim Fast in a can and a cup of coffee. That's all you um, need in a sensible meal. <laughs> That's right, too. I, mean, I think I get two of these a day, right? I, you do. That. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the truth of it is, I, I, for, for me, this is how it works for me. I know that different artists and different... And different um, Performers have different ways of going about things, um, and many of them are, m- are much more savvy than I am in terms of uh, a commercial strategy and, and achieving commercial returns. But, but for me, it, it, I feel like I, as an artist, have to be in love in love with whatever it is I'm working on. Mm-hmm. If I'm in love, if I'm committed to it, that gives me the best chance of communicating that to an audience. And as long as I stay at risk, as long as I go out and, tr- and, and, and learn to do something I don't quite know how to do yet, people feel that energy. Um, it, it, the discovery in a new genre, like the American Songbook Project or uh, this gospel music project, uh, this almost all, it almost all happens within the first year. I just, it is like, a, it's like an affair, it's like a torrid affair with a certain genre of music. Um, and then all these songs show up. Love it. And then I go take them around the country, and then I'm ready for the next thing. I mean, that's how it works for me. I can't do five records in a row that sound all alike. And if I was smart, I probably would. But um, it just doesn't have, it doesn't contain the basic kernel of fascination, the the, the big, woohoo, wow, I love, love that. I just came up with that, oh, my God, right? The, oh, my God, really. Yeah. For an agnostic, that, and that's saying something <laughs> right there. <laughs> If if you're seeing um, God in it and you're not even sure He's there, you know you've really you're really onto yeah. something. You're onto something. <laughs> <laughs> Did you was there a specific instrument as you were writing this project that you found yourself going towards more when you were writing? Were you sitting at the piano or at the guitar more or a little bit of both? I was at the piano. I was at the piano more for this one. I um I was uh, I, I I was playing uh, hymns out of hymnals and four-part harmony, which I learned nice. how to do in school. I'm not very good at I'm very slow at, at that. But I found myself over at the keyboard. And also I had to, I had to unlearn jazz. The mm. last was this, these songbook-type, almost like show tunes or jazz. And that's a different keyboard language. Like you have right. to take out some of those little, ooh, right, those cool, like, wow, sort of schooly notes. Take that crap out of there. Square, right? it, square it off a little bit. Where, yeah, square it off and head to, you know, what cheer Iowa, right? Yeah. And sit there in front of the organ and, you know, just... <laughs> what cheer? What cheer, just it was population 30. Just shave off the, shave off the, the, the notes that, that show how, you know, oh, wow, aren't you smart? You went to school. Like, that stuff right. goes out the window to square it, to square it off, absolutely. Are you from what cheer? What, what town in Iowa are you from? <laughs> I'm from uh, an hour west of Dubuque, Iowa. Okay. 
we, Strawberry Point. Come on, give, right. give, give me a name. <laughs> that's right, Strawberry Point. I'm from near Manchester, but I uh, grew up near Strawberry Point on a farm near Strawberry Point, Iowa. I love it. The I know. I should run for president with a story like that. Right? Stra- <laughs> you can have. <laughs> right? a, I want a picture of you just near the Strawberry Point strawberry. Have you seen it? Well, I like have. Strawberry in the world. Yeah, I have indeed. I, yeah. I I know my small Iowa burbs. <laughs> Actually. My co-host on the Daily Purge is also from Iowa, and he oh always he, he always says that he's from small town Iowa. And I'm like, "Where are you from?" And he's like, "Mason City." I'm like, "That's oh, that's not that is like that's hardly place. small." You had a movie theater when you grew up. Right, <laughs> had, they had like three grocery stores. Exactly, I had nothing. That's not a small town, right? <laughs> not a, no. that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fairway. Yeah, it's all Fairway. Closed on Sundays, because they are God-fearing people, the Fairway owners. It's a family business, that's right. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Well, I I think that this project, I really, for whatever, it's awesome, and of course it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't speaking to you, but I really, really think that just given... Our, like a political climate right now and how crazy intertwined that's becoming with the church. And I just feel like it is one of the most important projects I've heard lately. And I'm so, I was so blown away when I saw you at old town school of folk music. And I was just so excited and couldn't wait to see you afterwards. I just, and it was kind of a fluke that I got to come that night. And I'm, yeah, it's you a, had a show, right? You had a show on the other part of town. I did, completely, like, way up in the burbs, and I was really kind of bummed out I wasn't going to get to see you, and at the last minute, I get this uh, text message from Allison Bizarco saying, you can make it, Susan says you can make it, you should be here, and I'm like, and I sat there by my, pretty much by myself, Uh, the rest of the people I knew were sitting in other parts of the theater, and I was so glad that I was just experiencing it, it felt like church, I sat there and really was moved and had a great time. I'm glad. And, and I, 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 some people have described folk music as church for people who don't go to church. Absolutely. Yeah, it has that feeling that oh, Especially, here's, here, here's a place we can agree for an hour. You know, yes. We're, we're going to agree on a worldview for, yes. for an hour. And uh, one of the most wonderful things with this project, I played Atlanta on Saturday night, and I couldn't believe how many people brought their kids. Oh, yeah? Now, this is not a kid's project. As you know, this is right. not a children's... This, I am not a children's artist, not by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> but parents brought their kids, and that made me really interested in what, like, what is going on. And to look out and see kids, like, bopping up and down, singing the Our Father, right? Which is... Right. I have this song called the Our Father, which is critical of the church, right? And I thought, what is going on with this? And... I came to realize that <laughs> this music and my place in it has it represents a worldview that parents want their kids to know. These are our values. Yeah, we are tolerant. We're progressive. We, Absolutely. We, it, it, and and to be part of that. I mean, not just me, you know, Susie Warner in my career and 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 what I hope to do, but that these songs represent a way of looking at life that these parents want to impart to their kids. And the kids come, and the kids know the lyrics, and they stand there in line after the show, and they hold up the CD. They're like, "Can you sign this for me?" You know? Oh, I love it! So cute. You just you just die to to represent something bigger than just you know me and my little you know my little tour around the country. It's like, oh my god, these kids they know the song, and this is going to be how they part of how they see life going forward. It's so rewarding. So oh, that's rewarding. awesome! I'm awesome. I'm all of a sudden picturing uh, like little kids at a church program singing "Probably Not." Wouldn't that be wonderful? <laughs> 
It's so necessary. I'll have to I'll have to play probably not at the end of the interview for everybody to hear, but Susan's got this great song that's all sounds like boom chicky and like optimistic and basically asks the question, is there a God above? And the answer is a resounding probably not. Well, let's just admit it. It's quite likely there isn't. She got done playing at Old Town School of Folk Music, and she said, oh my gosh, your faces, because everybody all of a sudden had like this look like, oh, really? Yeah, it's the biggest, it lets the air out of the balloon. And then, of course, the song halfway through turns, right? Yes, of course. that's part of the fun, too, is that the song winds up in a slightly different place. Of course. (laughs) I love it. So, how's touring? You're loving it? You're loving the different... It's so great. It's so great. One of the interesting things about this project, I have to tell you, is, is to see like I said, how different parts of the country react, but also uh, not only in shows, but what they're doing on the radio. Because when mm-hmm. you have a, when you have a, a national release, then, then you'll, um, you'll hire, so, sometimes you'll hire somebody to do radio promotion for you to track what songs are being played where. Mm-hmm. And one interesting trend with this project has been to see that the more liberal towns like Boston, Philadelphia, New York, they choose the more traditional-sounding hmm. songs from this record. And they play songs that sound very much of the church. Um, okay. Help Somebody and My Lord Did Trouble Me and those songs that you, that you might hear, actually hear in a conservative church. Sure. And then in Salt Lake City, right, right. they're playing Probably Not. In Baton Rouge, Louisiana, they're playing The Our Father. And both of these songs are kind of subversive and, right. and critical of the church. And it's, it's amazing to me to see that in conservative parts of the country, those radio stations are pushing pushing toward the left, and the more liberal parts of the country are pushing, mm. in, leaning, in toward the, leaning in toward the center, toward the right. And it tells me that something's going on. Something interesting yeah. is going on in this country. And whichever, in terms of politics, whichever candidates represent that energy, and I mean, I just keep hearing Obama, 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 Obama. Yeah, sure. When I look at this, I just see that guy, has, he is singing the song. Yeah. It goes right down the middle. He's the Pied Piper walking right down the center and saying, we're going this way. I can hold both of these sides together and we yep. can go forward. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. The trend is fascinating and it'll be interesting to see how it expresses itself. Well, what an amazingly interesting time to be touring, too, with all of that, oh, with all of that it is volatile political climate. And also, it does have to do with the war. I think people are really, yeah. really, really disenchanted with the war and, and really in, interested in looking at the world through a less authoritarian lens. Well, like, and it's not working. Certainty, certainty is not working. Well, it, absolute certainty. Exactly. I think people are just in so many aspects just feeling worn down, just yeah. completely like sandpapered. Someone has yeah. taken all the rough edges off of it all, uh, and you're like, ugh, I don't uh, like this anymore. Right. Power sander. It is. Yeah. Right. Yep, they're worn out. Blucky. Well, that's awesome that you're enjoying the touring. It's so great. And to have a band is great. I have a band again this weekend in Boston. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic, because it's a gospel project. I mean, you want the call and response yeah. aspect. When it's just me with my guitar, I mean, for me to call and respond, it's <laughs> <laughs> sort of a schizophrenic kind of presentation, right? Or, Maybe we could get you a sock puppet or something. It'd be hard to, it would be hard to play with it. It would be hard to be play, guitar, play guitar and do that. But, um, but we could yeah. we could rig something up. I think it would be, it would be something you'd have to rig, you know. And I'd trigger <laughs> it with a foot pedal, right? Yeah, yeah. This was not this is could, not good. Yeah. <laughs> so when you have the band, then the you know the two I have two women singers, and they do the response, and just it just the energy goes through the roof because it's church music. It's, yes, 
it's it's white church music, but it's also black urban church music. And in Chicago, where you live, where I live, there's so much great music going on. And I got up on Sunday mornings and went to those churches and checked it all out. That was fun to do in person instead of imagining what it's like to go to church or what the church worldview is. I mean, to actually get up and go there, it's like a vacation within your own country. You know, why go to India for a different point of view? You just have to go down the street. That's amazing. To the church and these people that you don't know. And, uh, well, there they are. That that brings up an interesting thing. Tell me about the choir that sings with you on the Gospel Truth. Tell me how how did you find them and who were they? There's a couple different choirs that sing. One is a bluegrass group called the Lowlands, and mm-hmm. um, these are people that my producer Glenn Barrett knew. We did this record in Philadelphia, um, but the other group, which was which I say I think more unusual for a singer songwriter like me to put on a project, is the Wilmington Chester Mass Choir. And it's a um, it's a it's a black choir who get they they all go to different churches in the mm-hmm. Philadelphia area. They get together twice a year and do these enormous concerts with like uh, you know, 150 people on stage. The sound that they produce is oh uh, my god! I can imagine being in the middle of it. You would I well, and also they they came up with the arrangements on the spot. They came into the studio. Wow! And we played the song for them. And Glenn is white. I'm white. And they're all black, and they're from a different part of the a different part of the urban area here in Philadelphia than we are. There was a lot to talk about there that we didn't talk about. I mean, different points of view about the church, about disagreements within the church that we, you know, we could have stayed up late talking. I'm sure. You know what sure. I mean? But it simply yeah. didn't come up because we agreed as musicians, this is what we're doing, and uh, to find points of agreement like that, and yeah. to hear it expressed. It, with a choir in a song that I thought up in my dusty little office. Oh, it's, it's transcendent. It was transcendent. Now, do you think that all of them have, you know, they all, what, I would, it would be fascinating to hear like what all of them think about the rest of the project too, because you've, it would be in, yes. yes <laughs> and I don't know. I sent a copy down and I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I really don't know. And it, it, it brings up, it brings up a point that as musicians, as musicians, we're we, we're we're like, we're like translators or like ambassadors. Like we travel in and out mm-hmm. of all of these environments, and we'll play your wedding, we'll play your bar mitzvah, totally. <laughs> and even if we think that it's weird, yes, totally. Because we're musicians, right? You hired us to come, yeah, right. So we're gonna come in and be part of your thing, and we're gonna keep our opinions to ourselves. So musicians, all musicians have stories about the weirdest wedding they've ever played they right. all have stories again we just float in and out of these different kinds of traditions and some of it we agree with and some of it we don't agree with but we can speak every language in that way we are like translators we can speak every musical language even if we have a separate opinion about it so awesome so i know i've told our listeners a gazillion times already how much i love this project but i'm telling you again listeners and i want you to Go to go to iTunes, go to your local record store, go someplace and get the gospel truth. It is so damn good. And go to SusanWerner.com and she's got all of her tour dates posted. And she's also got a MySpace page and she's one of the top friends on both the Daily Purge MySpace page and on How Much Do We Love. So um, check it out because you're all over the place. You're touring, 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 touring. It's a big country, but we're pretty much all over it with this project. Yeah, it, it, it was well. It was well done. Agency put together a really good a tour to try to get to. Every, and we're not getting to Wyoming. We're not. Idaho will be neglected. Okay. Well, you know. I'm sorry about them. Sorry about them, sorry. folks. I'm sorry about them. <laughs> they deserve better, but we're just not going to get there yet. We just can't. Not on this one. We, we, <laughs> on your next um, ode to a tumbleweed uh, tour. 
you'll be all now set. That's an idea. I haven't gotten that one done yet. It's just total ghost town songs. <laughs> Lots of like saloon songs with keys missing on the piano. It'll be Oh, good. this is going to be a big seller. Oh, yeah. yeah. This, <laughs> it's it's a, even bigger than this one. If you thought <laughs> if you thought the CD bin was small for agnostic folk music, <laughs> you just wait for ghost town ballads. Uh, it's well, all like they're all ballads too. They're kind of like Ghost Riders in the Sky kind of songs, I think. Those songs would be right. But I like <laughs> this idea of the of the piano keys missing. Like a whole project. I think Tom Waits does that with every single record. I think sometimes he just has some spare change fall into his piano while he's recording and he doesn't realize it's happening. I, I, he's he's a trip. <laughs> I, 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 he's a trip. The guy's a trip. <laughs> so what's next for you? Do you have any idea? Are you just loving and living in it right now? I'm always working on the next thing. I have a couple things going on. Um, one is one is um, a, a project of covers from the 1980s, like that's just that decade, right? Because that's when yes. I was in high school and college. And those songs, like to reinvent some of those songs, I'd like to. I'd like to do that. I feel like I witnessed you do one of the those type of things at an open mic one night, and sure, it, that's right. It made me lose my mind. What did you sing? I can't remember. No, what you might have heard. Um, it was something delicious, though. And it was one of those moments of hearing the song. I'm like, God, this is good. And then all of a sudden, I was like, it's that song? Oh, it's Annie, was, was it Annie Lennox, uh, Sweet, Things Are, Sweet Dreams Are Made of This? Was it that one? Maybe. Maybe. That. <laughs> That's or awesome. It could have been the Led Zeppelin. It could have been Fool in the Rain. It could have been something like that. Anyway, I want to do those songs, but do them like really different. Like take a song like that and go and make a like a, um, a samba out of it, like you know, something crazy. Something crazy. Um, I love it. Something crazy. And then um, I want to write a show. I think I'm going to finally sit down this summer and try my hand at actually writing a, a musical. Oh my lord! I'd be first in line, please. Well, I, I I'll tell you the interesting the interesting thing about it is to take these characters and to give them music so they. So they come to life. It's like animating them. Absolutely. And uh, I just am interested to see how that project works. How that project works over an hour and you know an hour and fifteen minutes, an hour mm-hmm. and a half, putting songs in and out. They work. They don't work. Um, doing the big opening number, right? What's the eleven o'clock number? Right? Love What's it. The last number you want to? Oh, I just I'm just interested in the challenge of it. And who knows if we'll ever see the light of day? That's the hard part about writing a show. Is you right. don't know if it's ever going to get. Um, out on our stage, but um, I'm interested in the challenge of it, and that's like, as I said earlier in our conversation here, Rob, like that's it. If I'm if I'm fascinated by it, that gives it the best chance of actually succeeding in terms of what happens on my desk. So. Well, we will keep posted as to what you're doing next. Thanks for taking a minute to chat with me. It was fun. Rob, it's so fun. Thanks for calling. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks, Rob. Well, thank you, Rob, for getting a chance to sit down and talk to Susan and doing something a little different for a change. Yeah. That was um, really awesome. And, and I we want to definitely album. We definitely want to thank Susan for um, volunteering her time. She was really excited to find out that, like, you know, she's all about like kind of underground marketing stuff. So yeah. she was like super, super excited that we were um, even interested in featuring her. So Definitely. thank you, Susan, for your time. Um, if you want to know more about Susan Warner, you can go to SusanWarner.com. She also has a MySpace page. So if you go to our MySpace page um, uh, at MySpace.com slash how much do we love, um, you can find her in our top friends and just click right to her, add her. You can listen to more of her music there. But, um, you know, you should just buy Check her. It out. Yes. Buy her darn CD. Support the arts. Yes. Um, all right. I love it. We'll be back next time with more stuff we love. Goodbye, everybody. Sunday mornings 
There is some place that I am supposed to be Keeps returning The feeling keeps coming over me Just like music Or like sunlight on a distant memory Sunday mornings Sunday mornings My mother choosing what to wear My father combs his jet black hair We are their little prizes In our Mary Janes and clip-on ties We hurry down the aisle The neighbors smile Because we're late again On Sunday mornings There is some place That I'm supposed to be Keeps returning The feeling keeps coming over me Just like music Or like sunlight on a distant memory Sunday morning Sunday mornings Daddy prays Because the money's tight Mama prays She'll raise her children right And my brother prays He'll change Sunday morning.